0: Following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity and adult content. How about now, Joan? I don't know if she can hear me now or yet or not. I don't want to continue until we get this salt. I apologize for tec- technical effery that has been going on here. Uh, let me see. Oh, now she can hear me. So it's 10 minutes in, but I'm going to actually start completely over because nothing I've said has been going on for the last 10 minutes. I apologize profusely. Uh, this is difficult for me to keep up with because I don't have the technical assistance I used to. So having said that, good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's now 8.40 p.m. on Sunday, October 20th. Third, and I need to change the date because I just realized something happened to it. So let me get that correct on there. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us for the Walking Dead online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media, as well as for Joan, who has very patiently been sitting here trying to get my a quote, lovely voice, bless you, (laughs) Joan, on the air so I can talk to all of you. So thank you again. And I'm just going to confirm. Tommy, can you hear me? Before I go any further, just to make sure we're not losing anything. All right. I am awaiting Joan's reply, and then we will move on. And I'll tell you things from the last 10 minutes that I had been telling you. Okay. Um, tonight's show, as all shows, uh, contains spoilers up to the last episode and possible content from any current AMC official promo materials. I'm going to go through this a little faster since we lost 10 minutes of fooling around. Typically, we show that we start the show about a half hour before the new episode airs live each week. And we have recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m., we go dark or mute. We will watch the new episode together. And then at the commercial breaks, we rate this episode from 1 to 10. 1 being, oh, my God, stinky baby diapers, remove this. And 10 being, this is luxurious spa stuff and I want to do this every single day. As well as give commentary, news articles, and trivia on the show as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. Our show is spoiler and comic-free. This means please do not discuss spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be about just what we know from the show that's presented. All right, show updates I'm going to really, really been down now I had been talking but let's not you know final season of The Walking Dead final last eight of The Walking Dead after tonight there will be four episodes ever Uh, Fear is supposed to start in 2023 they've talked about January I don't think it's likely because they were still filming for season eight in Savannah in September and then you have to edit it and all this stuff Uh, World Beyond has ended there's some connection we don't have it yet Daryl spinoff, currently the working title is simply Daryl Dixon, so it's Daryl Dixon, that's the show. Tales of the Walking Dead Season 1 has wrapped, there's been talk of a Season 2, but no details as of yet. Dead in the Water, last July, still on AMC Plus that I know of, Maggie and Negan in New York is The Walking Dead, Dead City. Joe and I had asked your opinion on something, but we were still not able to hear each other. And I had said I had a couple of articles on Dead City specifically, and I wanted to know if you thought it would be good to talk about these now while I'm bringing Dead City up, or if we wanted to get to the main show stuff and come back to that. So that is my question, if you don't mind giving an opinion. Um, and Joan has also added, they're welcome to take their time airing fear. No hurry for that. Yes, I understand. <laughs> we, we are all aggravated with, with fear, I'm afraid. We we love some of the individual actors in it, most of the individual actors in it, but uh, are aggravated with the show and some of the ways that it has gone. All righty. Excuse me, I was having a little sip of something here. Uh, not alcohol. <laughs> um, all right, so while I'm waiting for Joan to have an opinion about whether we should do Dead City or Walking Dead Classic... Um, John says do Dead City now, and then we're going to talk about the main show doing the commercials. Yeah, all right, let's do that. So I have two articles that are kind of relevant. Um, It will debut on AMC in April 2023. Uh, So that kind of leaves February, March, April for something. I'm assuming fear, Um, and that's normally when they start. So I don't know how we're going to do this, but we'll find out. Anyhow, five out of the six episodes of the miniseries have been shot. Now, with The Walking Dead Dead City, they've just said there's six episodes, whereas the next one I will talk about in a minute, Rick and Michonne, it's six episodes, but they have said that it may be more than that, that it's just a season of six, kind of like they did with Tales. like there's six, but then there's supposed to be more. So uh, there's a lot of stuff I can't confirm definitely in stone for you guys. But let, let me go back to the article, Maggie and Megan in New York. So let me see this article here. It's from a source called tvfanatic.com. <clears throat> it was uh, written this month by Paul Daly, D-A-I-L-L-Y. And it's called The Walking Dead, Dead City premieres, uh, premiere is set at AMC. <clears throat> And Paul says, the Walking Dead cast appeared Saturday at New York Comic-Con, and this was the Saturday closest right before October 8th, and the cast brought some exciting news. The main series is set to wrap in November, but the Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen-led spinoff will debut on AMC in April. News of the premiere date comes as the series is in production on the fifth of six episodes in New York. Cohen and Morgan were on hand at New York Comic Con to offer some tidbits of information, with Cohen joking that she's playing Negan and Morgan is playing Maggie. (laughs) That would certainly subvert expectations. That is from the article. That's not my commentary, by the way. The Walking Dead, Dead City, will take viewers to New York City on a journey with sworn enemies Maggie and Negan. We, We know this already. This is a little tiresome. Uh, the series takes years to a post-apocalyptic Manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland, according to the network. Quote, the crumbling city, AMC adds, is filled with the dead and denizens who have made New York City their own world full of anarchy, danger, beauty, and terror. Longtime Walking Dead writer Eli Jornet will serve as showrunner on the drama via his overall deal with AMC Studios. TW Universe content chief Scott Gimple will oversee the project, which is set's debut in 2023 and will span just six episodes. Again, not with the new. This is a very big day for the expanding universe we are building around The Walking Dead, said Dan McDermott, president of entertainment and AMC Studios for AMC Networks, when the show got a series order in March, you know, a year ago. It not only adds another compelling series to this collection, it extends our storytelling around two unforgettable characters fans have grown to love, hate or love, well, love, hate, or hate and then love in Maggie and Negan, brilliantly inhabited by Lauren and Jeffrey. It also lets us explore a corner of this universe located on the island of Manhattan with an iconic skyline that takes on a very different meaning when viewed through the lens of a zombie apocalypse. What are your thoughts on the April premiere? Are you excited to hit the comments? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And after that, I had a second article on this, and I want to try to pull that up. And, you know, I appreciate your patience because this computer downstairs is not used as often in the last year. And is acting up. It needs to be updated and, and things done to it. Okay, it's 849. We have time to look. So this second one is from IGN.com. And it's by Adam Bankhurst on October 15th. And it's called The Walking Dead, Dead City. The spinoff star Maggie and Negan gets first look images at New York Comic Con. It's a different one on the whole New York Comic Con thing. Walking Dead Dead City, the upcoming spin-off series starring Lauren and Jeffrey, I'm just abbreviating through, received its first images at the Walking Dead panel at New York City Comic Con. While we didn't learn much more about the series that's set in New York City, the images show a bit of conflict between Maggie and Negan, some stylish shots of them in New York City, and more. The Walking Dead Dead City was originally announced as The Walking Dead I Love the Dead, but it is officially to take it on a new name, Thank God. <clears throat> the series focuses on a big apple that was long ago cut off from the mainland, and one that is filled with both the living and the dead. This possible par- panel, pardon me, was also the final NYCC panel for the original The Walking Dead series, as its final episode will air on November 20th. At the panel, fans were treated to a look at the opening minutes from this week's new episode, Nets Tonight, and new photography from October 16th episode. Norman Reedus was at the panel and spoke a bit about the spinoff that was meant to star his character, Emelissa McBride. He addressed the rumors as to why she dropped out of the spinoff show, saying there's been a lot of talk, chill, it's going to be fine. Yes, I need to reiterate this because apparently people need to be told this ten times. The whole Carol thing is not the disaster. You're painting it. Stop it. Let things happen. It really was as simple pretty much as they were going to be filming it in Europe and Melissa could not be overseas as long as they were doing it. And so there may be some cameos or little bitty things that are going on. So stop twisting your knickers up about it. Okay. He also spoke a bit about the series teasing what fans can expect. Uh, It's in France. It's epic in scale. I mean, it's ducking epic. I've been on location, scouted. It's crazy what we're going to do there, Rita said. I think France is going to have a ducking heart attack. I don't know if he actually said ducking because you know how Norman is, but whatever. It has a different look to it, a different sound to it. It's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of familiar faces. Don't yell at me. (laughs) So that is that. It's 851 let me see if Jonah has anything to add. Uh, she has said, Dead City stuff, probably right now, we already talked about that, so just, uh, that's that's the last thing she said. Uh, Rick and Michonne, I did also have an article. This is, I, I apologize that this is not as smooth and quick as I would like. Some of these links are just squirrely. And, I'm really not a hundred percent clear what's going on here. All right, so I'm pulling up the Rick and Michonne thing real quick and see if I can find this for you. Okay, that that URL was right, but it was really long. <laughs> so this is a fan sided at undeadwalking dot com by Renee Hansen, who is one of the main people who write for Walking Dead for them and one of our main uh sources that we use for, you know, up and coming synopses and articles and things. So it says, The Walking Dead, Rick and Michonne spin-off location, new to TWDU, the Walking Dead universe. And that's where it gets a little interesting. They don't say where it's taking place, but there's a lot of conversation here about where it's not taking place. So from that, I guess we can extrapolate other things. AMC and AMC Plus will premiere the first of the final eight episodes on Sunday, October 2nd. This was written three weeks ago. Um, you know, I'm going to skip some of this. Blah, blah, blah. One of the spin offs will be the Rick and Michonne thing. Announcement of the San Diego Comic-Con. Um, yeah, we skipped the movies. I'm honestly going through to the meat and potatoes here. Blah, 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 with Rick and Michonne. We have talked about some of this, about how Rick and Michonne won't be the same people that we last saw them as well of course not because it's been a couple years now pardon me um the other thing to think about is that you know michonne has still been with family and only traveling in the last year but rick's been doing this since season nine and has been under the care of the crm so you got to ask him, like, what would make Rick not try to come back? It's got to be something kind of beefy. Um, so and let me go back to the article. Uh, Don't expect the same Rick and Michonne to return to the universe. Both characters have been through significant events since we've last seen them. Scott Gimple has said we will see more of Red Machete Rick and Michonne who fought the governor, which is exciting news. Another interesting comment Gimple made was that this series will take place somewhere the Walking Dead universe has yet to see. This is quite intriguing because if you factor in all the locations seen in Fear, World Beyond, and Tales, not to mention the main series, it makes one wonder where this series could possibly be set. Not really. There's tons of places on the mid-Atlantic seaboard accessible to all of the different places so far where it could be that didn't actually get used yet. Okay, Uh, both Rick and Michonne headed up north upon leaving the communities, but it's hard to say where they would finally be reunited. We can rule out Georgia and Virginia from the flagship series, as well as Nebraska, New York State, and Pennsylvania from world beyond. No, I don't think we can. I think we can rule out western Pennsylvania on the way to upper New York State. That's it. Um. Well, and there's you know Maryland in between, there's Jersey, other stuff. Okay, Fear has been in California, Mexico, and Texas. Fear Walking Dead uh, started season eight in Savannah, but there's no word yet on what the story locations will be. Dead City is in Manhattan, and Daryl's off to France. Tales saw Ohio, Georgia, Maine, and others. We are not sure about. I don't see any reason why we can't use some of those again. But anyhow. Okay, that's about it for that article, and it's 8.56. That's fine if we wrap that up. Let me see if I can go ahead and read the rest of the meat and potatoes before we get started. Call in to speak with the host at 914-338-0314. We'll be taking calls all evening during the show, but we especially encourage you to call between 8.30 and 9.00. As usual, I know we're almost out of time for that window now, but y'all know the drill. You're still welcome to call in during the live show, but you will be screened and muted until the commercial break, and then we can chat on the air. The phones are not your thing. Join us in our live chat room where you can ask questions, chat, and we'll be able to listen to the show real time, as well as download the episode after the fact, and we post that link on Facebook and Twitter, and please share them. If you're unable to join us in real time this evening or any evening, You can still go to the episode link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 for later listening. Click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page. You can also download this and prior episodes on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Tonight's The Walking Dead episode is entitled, What's Been Lost? The official AMC synopsis is vague and short. Daryl and Carol search for their disappeared friends. Additional synopses I have ready, but I don't know if we will get to either or both of them. We can probably get to the first one. It's from BleedingCool.com. The Walking Dead Season 11 Preview, Carol vs. the Commonwealth. It's not like we're expecting Pamela Milton to forgive and forget, but even we were surprised and somewhat impressed by how quickly she shifted into bloodthirsty dictator mode by the time the credits rolled, on the most recent episode of AMC's Walking Dead. She's going to have have Eugene executed for Sebastian's death to send a message to the Commonwealth. But our heroes have bigger problems, since it looks like Milton's initiated a Black Ops Black Hood operation and involves scooping all of them up and taking them somewhere. That brings us to this weekend's episode, What's Been Lost? From what we can see from the images below, it looks like Milton's going to have Yumiko prosecute Eugene on behalf of the Commonwealth. At least Yumiko will if she wants to protect her brother, Tomi. Meanwhile, Ezekiel and Carol compare notes about what's going on on both sides of the Commonwealth's walls. It won't be long before Carol finds herself back in the position of being able to do what she does best. And with Daryl also still loose, there's no way of knowing just how much the Commonwealth is going to pay. Now, let's have a look look at combination of preview images and behind-the-scenes looks from Sunday. And we have a bunch of images, some of which I've included for you in the carousel. That's it, and it's 8.59, so let's go ahead and get ready. Go powder your nose, get your drinks, get your snacks, and get ready. And I'm going to go ahead and get dark. Joan has one more comment before we go dark. Uh, La, 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 Rick and Michonne, blah, 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 Nagy, Megan, Negan. And then there's just Daryl. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, we don't have Carol, so that's okay. All right, let's go dark, and I'll see you guys at the first commercial break. Thanks. Okay, guys, 9.04, break number one already, kind of short and sweet. Joan has added, and she just showed us again why I put all my money on Carol. I love the montage at the beginning of her and Daryl as well, opening with a 6. And I'm opening with a 5.5, but optimistic it will climb. I just felt it was a little short, and there's really not much to it except, you know, Carol kicking ass and somebody being bad, and Carol's going to pretty much kick their ass. Even if she doesn't win this particular skirmish, she will eventually win. All right, so that's break number one. Let me see. Well, let's see if we can get to the other article. I don't know if we're going to get to it, though. We'll see. I'll give it a shot. The other one was The Walkie Dead Season 11, Episode 20. Carol lays out Lance's options, also from Bleeding Cool*. But I'm having trouble getting it to open up here, so... I'm actually just watching that TV commercial where they're painting the sky, and then the guy says, I think we came up too far in our SUV. Here we go. It was October 21st by Ray Fluke, who's one of Bleeding Cool's experts. Um, Here's a thing for Interview with the Vampire. That's actually been very nice. It's not our mythos, but I am kind of digging it. I just really wish they would stop splitting things up. You know, I'd be happy to watch it later. All right, we are back and I'll talk about this more break number two. Okay guys, it's 9.12. We are at break number two. Joan is staying at six, but that's a good strong start. I'm going up to 575. I really liked this last section. This was good and full of meaty plot moving forward. Um, I'm glad that that guy that attacked Daryl and the other person, I couldn't quite catch who it was, precisely. Um, both of them bit it. One of them got their ass kicked and then became a walker and then bit the other guy when they were fighting. So, eh. Um, anyhow, those is how we voted. Uh, let me see if there's any other comments. I uh, Just F that guy, that's all I said. <laughs> Jonah said, I can't help but remember what happens to... It happened to everyone who has ever even threatened. Carol ab- cares about, especially the kids. By the way, this episode ends at ten o three. Interview until eleven o five. Then Talking Dead at eleven o five, and we're going to talk about all that very shortly. Um, let's go to the other article, which is ex- essentially a, an extended synopsis, if we have time. We're at a commercial, so let's give it a shot. Um, in AMC's The Walking Dead, season eleven, episode twenty, "What's Been Lost," Pamela has our heroes scooped up in a black ops black hood operation that's disappeared them from the commonwealth but they made two mistakes first not splitting them up into different locations yeah that's something that virginia learned in fear and that worked better we have the same thing the second and potentially deadly reason they left carol and darrell alive and on the run so not only do they have to free their friends but they also have to turn their attention towards the commonwealth and answer an important question is it worth saving or are its foundations too rotten to the core to survive? And I know the answer to that. I have my opinion on what the answer is. I'm sure that you guys agree with me. So anyhow, let's keep going. In the following scene, Daryl and Carol kick into team-up mode, bringing Lance along as their guide and human shield, we're sure. I don't consider this a spoiler because it's been an official trailer material, so we know that she interrogates Lance from the trailer this week. And reminding him that's the only thing keeping him alive. And then there was a clip released Thursday where Carol didn't have plans to leave the Commonwealth unbehanded, not when there was still a very useful Lance to bring along as collateral. Uh, let's see. That's a pizza commercials, so let's keep going. Pamela is also looking to have Eugene pay the price for Sebastian's death with his own life as her sense of, quote, justice and to send a message to the Commonwealth. From what we've seen so far, it looks like Pamela is going to have Yumiko prosecute Eugene on behalf of the Commonwealth. Of the East. At least Yumiko will if the, she wants to protect her brother. Um, there's a look behind the scenes and some more stuff like that. Um, I'm waiting to see, uh, let's see, Monster Legends plus The Walking Dead. I guess this is a video game crossover thing going on, but I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Go down. So we've done the synopsis, and then we have writers and directors profiles, but we're going to be back in a second, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, Google Commercial. So tonight's episode was written by Eric Mountain, Eric with a K, and directed by Aisha Tyler, and that name should sound familiar. Uh, Eric Mountain, there's very little biographical information on Eric Mountain to speak of. I'm doing this deliberately in sections because I don't think I'm going to get through all of it. His Twitter bio says he is a dad and TV writer, The Walking Dead, person of interest, taken, lethal weapon, and Rome. His LinkedIn has him currently based in Redondo Beach, California, and holder of a BA in communications and screenwriting from Loyola Marymount University in L.A., graduating cum laude back in 95. Uh, Let's see, another commercial? Let's keep going. A WB television workshop questionnaire asked, where are you from and what inspired you to become a television writer? His answer, I grew up in Rancho Palos Verdes, just outside of Los Angeles. I'd say the show that inspired me early on was Picket Fences. The characters were quirky, the dialogue was sharp, and the stories were frequently edgy and dark. I think it was also the first time I actually paid attention to the writing of a show. I always loved Jones' Bones summations. And we are back. I'll see you guys at break number three. Okay, guys, 9.22, we are at break number three. I'm going up to six. Joan's going up to 6.25, and ew, gross. Um, uh, Joan had mentioned earlier when we were talking about people putting up with stuff and how they did it on fear, splitting people up after that article I read you, which I'm not done with and I'm going to go back to. Um. Joan had mentioned As annoying as Virginia was And and she was very annoying She also knew how to handle The up close and personal with walkers Something Pamela and her idiot cohort Seemed to be lacking Yes Extremely Pamela may be a ruthless politician But she's as chewy as anyone else for a walker And then uh, Joan says She was on the other foot for Connie Now she has to worry about Kelly being missing Not fun And I had just pointed out That the stormtrooper took an arrow to the knee Thank you, Carol Okay all right, so we're at 6 and 6.25. You now, I've gone ahead and, and gone to the chewy parts of this article. So we are in the middle of writer Eric Mountain's bio for tonight. Um, Mountain has five crew credits, starting with being a PA on Dharma and Greg back in 97. Three gigs after that as Brad Crevoy's assistant and Rome in 2005. Edgar Allan Poe Awards 2016 nominee, Best Episode in a TV Series, Person of Interest in 2011, which he shared with Melissa Scrivener, Love, uh, writer for episode Terra Incognita. He has four producer's credits, uh, Person of Interest 2013, Lethal Weapon, the TV Series 2016, Taken in 2018, and co-executive producer for Walking Dead, starting from Season 1, oh, pardon me, Season 10, Episode 17, Home Sweet Home, up to a new deal a couple weeks ago. Season 11, episode 18, uh, 424 episodes. He's been co-executive producer. And still in the commercial, so let's see if we can finish this up. Uh, he has five writer's credits, including Walking Dead, starting with Chase and Person of Interest. Tonight is his fifth writing credit for Walking Dead. <clears throat> First was season 10, episode 19, one more. And uh, March 21, Second was Season 11, Episode 8, For Blood, October 21. Third was Season 11, Episode 3, Warlords, uh, March 22. Season 11, Episode 14, The Rotten Core, March 27, 2022. He co-wrote Penultimate Episode 1123, Family, with Kevin Diebold and Magali Lozano. They do not have a director listed yet. Um, we're still on a commercial, so we'll start. The director tonight is Aisha Tyler. Aisha Naomi Tyler has a very long bio, so I'm going to get out the parts that I can. <clears throat> she was born in September 1970, is an American talk show host, actress, comedian, author, producer, writer, and director. She's quite a talented lady. She's both African American and Native American descent. This is in her bio. I didn't go looking for it. Uh her IMDb bio. Tyler was born in San Francisco, the daughter of Robin Gregory, a teacher, and James Tyler, a photographer. The family spent a year in Ethiopia and later spent time living in an ashram in Oakland, California. Her parents divorced when she was 10, and she and her sister, Ferry, F-E-R-I, were raised by their father, Jim, raised in a strictly vegetarian home. I'm waiting to see if Canva's the last commercial. Uh, No, but... It will be, they'll be back soon. She per- pursued an early interest in comedy at McAteer MC, capital A-T-E-E-R, high school in San Francisco, which has a special program called School of the Arts, now named Ruth Asawa San Francisco School of the Arts. Tyler attended high school with Sam Rockwell and Margaret Cho. She had a crush on Rockwell and followed him into acting class one day, leading to her interest in improv and sketch. Um, Interview with the vampires here So we're going to be back in a second Tyler graduated from Dartmouth in 92 With a degree in poli-sci And a minor in environmental policy She was a member of the Tabard, a co-ed fraternity At Dartmouth she co-founded and sang in The Dartmouth Rockapellas An all-female a cappella group Devoted to spreading social awareness Through song And we are back I'll see you guys at break number four Yes, I'm finding that declaring the breaks is really helping me keep all this straight. We are at break number four. I'm going to actually join Joan up at 2-5. She's staying there for this round at break number four. And she has mentioned also, how long do you think it'll be before Pamela realizes she started a war she can't win? Honestly, I think it'll be at some point when she dies or is dying or is cut off from everyone. She's either going to be humiliated or killed. Uh, she's not capable of anything more subtle than that. All righty. Let us go back to the notes. And we were in sections talking about Aisha Tyler's bio. All right. So she just finished at Dartmouth. She was married to Jeff. And, I, Joan, I don't know if you know how to pronounce this name correctly, T-I-E-T-J-E-N-S. Um, from 1994 to 2017, they are divorced. Um, There's some other bio stuff in here that, as a kindness, I'm just going to leave out because it's not really relevant um, to what we're talking about tonight. Uh, After working for a San Francisco advertising firm, she toured the country pursuing a comedy career before moving to Los Angeles in 96. So while she was married, and, you know, they broke up much longer after that. She was featured as number 61 in Maxim Magazine's Hot 100 of 2002 supplement, number 72 in the Maxim Magazine Hot 100 of 2005. She's known for portraying Andrea Marino in the first season of Ghost Whisperer in 2005, voicing Lana Kane in Archer in 2009, and portraying Mother Nature in the Santa Claus film series, as well as recurring Rose in CSI um, 2000 and Talk Soup in 91. Worked with Scott Rocket with two T's while performing at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. They were also both working at E! Entertainment Television at the same time. She was the host of Talk Soup in 91, and he was a producer on True Hollywood Story in 96. She's a regular contributor to Glamour and Jane magazines. Also plays on the World Poker Tour in the Hollywood Home Games for the Child Help USA charity. All right, we have... CBS original called Ghosts starting on this coming Thursday on Paramount+. Plus. Very interesting. Uh, still in commercial, so let's keep going. Let's see. Uh, she has her own podcast called Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler and regularly invites comedian friends to be guests. Appeared in the music video for the song Tacky by Weird Al Yekofik. Tyler has an extensive IMDb dossier, which includes composer and soundtrack credits, editor credits, writer's credits, and producer's credits. Her largest category, of course, is actor's credits, of which she has 68, including for the Santa Claus 2 and 3, CSI Miami, Friends, Nip Tuck, 24 the original, CSI, Ghost Whisperer, Boston Legal, Reno 911, 13 the series is XIII the series, Glee, Two and a Half Men, Archer, and several upcoming projects, including an untitled horror movie, That was due out in 2021 I actually didn't catch which one that was I'll I'll have to go back and grab that And the 2021 series Monsters at Work Up to 2017 primarily She directed shorter film work From 2017 to 20 she directed episodes Of Criminal Minds, Hipsterverse And Roswell, New Mexico We are seeing uh, What are we seeing? A whole bunch of stuff Some of which is, oh it's Wakanda Okay Wakanda forever. Uh, Yeah, that's going to make me full of feels. Oh, oh, Chad, we miss you. Okay, we're going to be probably back in a minute. Uh, Yes, we are back, so I'll see you guys at break number five. Okay, guys, it's 9.48 we probably got one more break in us after this. It's break number five. I'm going to six two. No, I'm going from six two five to six five, along with Joan, who's at six five. Um, commentary in between. Uh, Joan actually didn't really know how to pronounce Aisha's husband's or former husband's name. Uh, maybe we'll figure it out later. Uh, the first part is Long e silent teet. But you can't make out the second syllable. It's okay. We'll figure it out later. Um, I thought it was uh, similar to Chrissy with the same last name that's been in the news a lot for yelling at Nazis. (laughs) Uh, I just noticed funny how uh, Hornsby's brain seems to be working much better now uh, after being there earlier. Um, And he was an idiot to say the only chance that children had in a life like it was before. Okay, first off, All of those children, every one of them who's like below high school age, grew up in a world where there was always walkers. So that's a stupid thing to say. Second off, they had that at Alexandria for quite a long time and a few other places. They had it at the prison for a while, too. So this is a very dumb thing for him to say. Uh, Appearance of variants in the last uh, little segment there where the the skin is coming off of them. It, it seems like radiation, but yet they don't seem to be irradiated. So I don't think that's it. I'm not really clear exactly what's happening here. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Jonas says, speaking to the kids, Judith has more survival skills than the majority of the Commonwealth Army all put together. Sad but true. Absolutely true and very pathetic. So let's go ahead and finish up Aisha's bio and see what else we can get. Um, Interesting. Um, Just looking at the commercial here and make sure we've got one. (laughs) Alrighty. uh, Okay, we had finished the acting credits, and we're getting to her stuff specifically for The Walking Dead. Directing tonight's episode is her seventh director's credit overall, and her fourth time ever directing within The Walking Dead franchise, the first being... Directing Fears, Season 6, Episode 13, JD. Second was Walking Dead World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 3, Exit Wounds. Third is Family is a 4 Letter Word, Season 2, Episode 4 in World Beyond. And then tonight, as of tonight, she's now worked on Walking Dead uh, Classics. So now she's worked on the top three. Also, just as a side note, she played a new character named Mickey, in Fear, Season 7, Episode 5, Till Death, which was directed, by the way, by Letty James. So now she's worked on the three main franchises. And you know what? I'm actually going to give her applause for that, because not too many of our people have done all three. So yeah. I, Joan, I actually got the impression, he was talking about the kids they kidnapped, because they didn't kidnap the other kids that, were of the Commonwealth. They just kidnapped the, the ones that had to do with Alexandria and everybody that we like. <laughs> All right, trivia, if we can shove it in there. Oh, there's a new – Megan with an interesting letter. Okay, Chris Hardwick is here, and he's going to beat me to the punch with the Walking Dead stuff. And he's naming who's there, but I'm going to get to it when I get to it. It's going to be not too long from now. We're on the trivia segment. Tonight is the 173rd episode of Walking Dead ever. Co-stars are Monique Grant as Colonel Vickers in the Army, Joanne Willett as Lena Brand. I'm not sure who that even is. Shravan Amin as a press official, Commonwealth Resident 15. Justin Walker as man Commonwealth, Commonwealth Resident 16. And Katie Causey as Kathleen, who's the new assistant. All right, we're back. I'll see you guys at break number six. Okay, we are back and we are at the ending rating, and Joan and I are both going to rate the final a seven. We have a new guest in the chat, uh, someone I'm not familiar with, Duck, Northwest Media. Hi, Duck, uh, who is not really saying very much, but maybe I'm familiar with our format. We just finished watching the live Walking Dead, and we're about to go into Interview with the Vampire. So I want to go ahead and finish up my notes. We were in the middle of trivia, so we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, uncredited actors tonight. Michael Turek as Roman Calhoun, who's a resident spy for the Commonwealth. He was shot in the head by a Commonwealth officer on Pamela's orders off screen. Um, first appearance of Lena Brand, first appearance of Kathleen, the new assistant, First appearance of Sebastian, last appearance of Sebastian Milton, uh, zombified and put down, and last appearance of Roman Calhoun as a corpse. Last week's trivia for episode 19 was the 172nd episode of Walking Dead ever. Co-stars were Hayes Mercure as Precinct Trooper, Commonwealth Soldier 9. Brittany Guest as Frightened Woman, Commonwealth Resident 14. Uncredited was Terry Joe Kennedy as Teresa, Kingdom Survivor now in the Commonwealth. DJ Stavropoulos as Casey, owner and florist at Casey's Kaleidoscope. Jason Fernandez as Levitz. Levitz is the first named resident of the Commonwealth to appear physically. Levitz is named after co-producer Oleg Levitz. He's the 12th LGBTQ character after Tara, Alicia, Aaron, Eric, Denise, Cloyd, Paul, Rovia, Jesus, Magnum, Yumiko, Kelly, and Dee. Unknown actor as Lim, who's Trooper Lim, first name unknown, we don't know. Uh, Gia as Alexandria resident, Survivor 145. Gia was also a savior for Seasons 8 and 9. John Gettier as Alexandria resident, Survivor 176. In Season 10, Gettier's character moved to Alexandria. Laura L. Anderson Weber as Alexandria resident. Um, She was a baker resident, 128, and as savior for Seasons 8 and 9. Shelane Demarest as Alexandria Resident Guard, Survivor 129, Savior for 8 and 9. Uh, Jake Galloway as Hilltop Resident, 74. Mary Ducoteau as Resident, Survivor 28. Nelson Padilla as Hilltop Resident, 231. Susan Boone as Hilltop Resident, Survivor 32, Chicken Farmer. Amber Brown as Oceanside Resident, 94. Jenny Brown as Oceanside Resident 97. Keely McAllister as Oceanside Resident 11, Oceanside Century. Denise Davis as Commonwealth Resident Extra 35. And Lily Klein is Commonwealth Resident Extra 34. And then archive footage from Michael Cudlitz as Abraham Ford, Alana as Tara, Stephen Yun as Glenn Ree, Kenrick Green as Scott, Jordan Woods Robinson as Eric Raleigh, who was... Um, Aaron's husband, Jason Douglas as Tobin, is the one that had an a, affair with Carol, uh, Marvin Lee as Kyle, uh, he's been NIA since uh, my, the migration in season 11 to the Commonwealth, Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes, Danai Gurira as Michonne, Andrea Moore as Ellen Ford, Drake Ethan Light as A.J. Ford, unknown as Becca Ford, Jose Miguel Vasquez as Jose, who was a member of the Saviors, John Ayes as Potter, also a member of the Saviors, and Ro DG as Red Beanie Savior. Um, they were part of the core group in season six and given a featured death. Last appearance of most of those characters, I'm trying to keep this short. The title of the episode, Variant, refers to the different kind of walkers that Aaron, Lydia, Elijah, and Jerry encounter were the result of a variant of the wildfire virus. Remember, that is the actual name of the virus that caused this. Lurkers, zombies that go into a state of dormancy until awoken by stimuli are also realized to be variants. I, I have arguments about this, but we're not going to spend that much time tonight. Aaron suggests there might be other variants the undead they're unaware of, such as the one that his group encountered. Aaron refers to Eric Raleigh as his husband, although he admits they weren't legally married due to laws at the time. Now, In real life, marriage was realized in D.C. in 2010, six months prior to the apocalypse. Um, So I really don't quite know how all that fits together. Before realizing they're dealing with a different kind of walker, Aaron, Jerry, Elijah, and uh, Lydia think that they're dealing with more whisperers. Aaron, unmasking the variant walker might serve as a reference to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It might be a nod to the actor, because the skinless red face of the walker looks very similar to Ross Marquand's MCU character, Red Skull. Uh, deaths last week, Roman Calhoun and One Goof. While ten city workers were killed by Lance's henchmen, Pamela Arrhenius states that only eight workers were killed when speaking to Lance. Cast birthdays this week. We can't do this without doing the birthdays. Lily Marie, who was a director in World Beyond Season 2, September 25th. She's from Las Vegas. Fred Toya was director of Season 11, Episode 300, and Episode 4, Rendition, September 26th in Los Angeles. Kevin Johnson, who is Joel, the insurance agent at Circle of Trust entails Episode 2, Blair slash Gina. September 27th, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Um, He may also – I'm having a little trouble being sure this is the same guy, but he may also be a South Carolina Democratic senator, which if he's both the actor and the senator, that's super cool, and I hope you have a really good birthday, Kevin. Um, Daniel Bonjour, who is Aidan Monroe. September 28th, Johannesburg, South Africa. Anna Kaja, who's Indira, in season two of World Beyond. September 29th, Alameda County, California. John Joseph Finn, Earl Sutton, the Hilltop Blacksmith. Uh, In season 9, September 30th, and he's from New York City. Featured music, nothing identified. Unaccounted characters, we're skipping. Talking Dead tonight with Chris and our guests, Eleanor Matsura, who's Yumiko. Josh Hamilton, who's Lance Hornsby, and director Aisha Tyler. We don't need uh, articles. Uh, Next week's episode is Outpost 22, written by Jim Barnes. And Tanya McKiernan is the director. That will be October 30th. So please join us. I'm not going to go over the other shows right now, um, but you can see them on our NDB Media Facebook page, and uh, they will tell you. Rock and Roll Show cannot be on this week because Dr. Mathis is moving. So thank you all for joining. Thank you not only to everyone joining us tonight right now, but those of you who might be listening later via podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or the Blog Talk Radio website. Special appreciation to our host, NDB Media, To Joan, one of our regulars And to Duck, who is one of our new people But does not talk very much Okay, that's fine, Duck I'm glad you could join us for the end Uh, We hope you will join us next week Uh, We'll have another live watch party On the same network So please watch our Facebook page For next week's show times And episode links See you all next time And we appreciate you joining us And we hope to see you On next Sunday night Thanks again, good night